So in the year of Jubilee, when they made a shout like that, like the shout that you have just made, and I, and I, and I, and I can assure you, <laughs> there, is a, there is a change for someone. In the name of Jesus, I, 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 I believe it, and it's settled in Jesus' name. So what would, what would happen was that they, when, when they crossed over, they left, they left Egypt, and, and they went to Canaan. And, and when they crossed over into Canaan, they were conquering the land and taking possession, and they were dividing possessions and dividing possessions. This was the work of Joshua. At the end of the time, when they had distributed all the land that was supposed to be distributed, when, the, when everything was completed, and, 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 and Caleb also had come to, to claim his own possession from Joshua. Remember, Caleb is the guy who comes to Joshua and says, when I was 40, Moses promised me the mountain Jerusalem. Now I'm 80, give it to me. I feel as strong as I was then. You know, they had been leaving Jerusalem because it was tough. It was not an easy place to conquer. But he comes and says, give me because that's my possession. When Caleb had taken his possession and everybody else had gotten their own possession and the Reubenites had gone, crossed again the Jordan River, gone back to their own possession, then they started counting the number of years. And as they started counting the number of years, they were counting the number of years by sevens. Because now they had rest and everybody had his own possession. In the seventh year, every seven years, they, they, they had to give the land some time to rest. And it was a Sabbath year, just like the Sabbath day, the seventh day, where God says, today I will stop, I will rest. And so he made it holy. So from the month of Nisan, when they had left Egypt, in the month of Nisan, you know, the first month, when they left Egypt, it's called the month of Nisan. From that month of Nisan, they were counting the years. And when they were counting those years, they then started to count the sevens of sevens. So Leviticus says, you will count them in what? Seven times seven. So what would happen is that after seven Sabbath, seven Sabbath years, that's 49 years. In the year, in the 49th year, they celebrated a Sabbath of the normal seven years. In the 50th year, the year after, they celebrated a special year, and that was called the year of Jubilee. And in this year, they had to allow the everything to rest. They had to allow everything to, to just reproduce itself. They had to allow everything to just come back up again. I see two things. I hear two things in my spirit as I speak. Number one is that somebody, you've been in captivity for a long time and you're coming out of that captivity in the name of Jesus. That captivity will not, the God says, I have heard the cry of my people. And when he came and says, I've heard the cry of my people, he delivered them. You will be delivered in the name of Jesus. Tonight, this year is a year for you to come out of that place and go to the land of your possession and go to a place of your blessing. And then the second thing that I hear in my spirit is, is that there is, there is a replenishing that must happen in your life. There is a replenishing. You know, you, you feel like you've been wasted. You feel like you've been used up. You feel like it's been gone out of you. But I'm telling you today, you are rising up in the name of Jesus. There is a replenishing. This year, there's a rejuvenation. I don't know who you are, but there's a rejuvenation. Your strength is going to come again. You will be able to say like Caleb, I was 40 when I was told that mountain is mine. I'm 80, but I still feel like I'm 40. I still feel like I'm young. I still feel like a little boy. You are going to end up this year saying, I have more energy now to do the things that I should have done when I was 40. You're going to be doing them now. Hallelujah. Yes, 
The things that they said, ah, oh, these ones are done by young men. You are going to be doing them as an old man. The things that they said that these are for, for teenagers, you are going to be doing them now. Somebody, you might even go rock climbing. Old as you are, you're going to be doing those things. Why? Because you just be feeling the energy. I have it within me. I have been rejuvenated. It's a year of rejuvenation. Hallelujah. I see a dream. I see a dream that was dead coming back to life. Why? Because the ground is allowed to rejuvenate again. In the 50th year, they had to allow the, the, the land to rejuvenate again, to give forth of its own, to replenish in its own. So when they were counting these years of 50s, they started counting these years of 50s from, from the time they crossed over. And as they were counting these years of 50s, according to the Jewish calendar, you get to the year 2016 and it coincides with the accounting. So 2016 is a year for the Jews, for the Hebrews, for the Israelites. It is a jubilee year. And, and there's something significant that the Lord was ministering to me some weeks ago when I, was, when, when I was getting this understanding. See, my wife was telling me, didn't you hear it being announced at the beginning of the year that 2016 is a jubilee? And I said, it never struck me. But when I heard it again a few weeks ago, something struck in my spirit because it, is also, it also happens to be our 12th year as a church. And last year, around October, November, God was speaking to me to say 2016 is going to be a year of completion. Things that have not been completed, things that have not been finished, things that have not been started properly. 2016 is going to be a year of completion. It's going to be a year where there's going to be a proper start for some people. It's going to be a year where you see perfection. It's going to be a year where you will see it go right. And so in the year of our perfection as a church, it is also the year according to God's timing for a jubilee. Oh, there's something prophetic right there. And I want to declare in your life today, I want to declare to you tonight uh, that there is a perfection that's coming your way. And there is a jubilee also for you in the name of Jesus. There is a revival that is coming. We've been talking about the revival. And it's no wonder God is talking to us about a revival. Why? Because it is a year to be rejuvenated. Hallelujah. It is a year to start again so that the increase of your land will no longer be wasted, but it will be increasing hallelujah you see when the land has been used it begins to give less but this year we shall begin to give more I, I don't know who you are but you shall begin to give more you shall begin to produce more your productivity will grow your increase shall increase and 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 so in this year there were there were about five benefits or advantages of, 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 of the Jubilee year. It was a special year. And everybody knew that in that year, you know, if you had, if you had been missed by the seven other years of, 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 of Sabbath, you could not miss the 50th year. Why? Because it is a special year. Often it would happen once and perhaps maybe twice for somebody in their life. But for an adult, you would see it once as an adult, at least. And because you saw it once as an adult, it assured that in the year that it happened when you, in your adult life, you would understand what had to happen to you. And there were about five things that I want to share with you tonight. And then we will pray. And, and, and the first one, the first one is that it was, it was the year where it would prevent the accumulation of just land for just a few. 
but it would allow the whole community at large to benefit. You will benefit from the blessing of our corporateness. You will blessing from the ben- you will get a blessing that is benefiting everyone. It will not just be a blessing for a few. It would allow that you know you would not get left behind in the community. You would not get left behind among others. And anybody, you think you are left behind this year you are catching up. Amen. You think you have been left behind. I said you are catching up. Amen. You are catching up. You're catching up. I don't know who you are, but it's something about marriage. You thought your friends had left you. You are catching up. In your own way, you will catch up. Why? Because it is your year. Hallelujah. It's your year. And so it allowed the community to ensure that the community prospered together. You know, if you're in a community and somebody is not prospering, that person will begin to steal from you. That person will become a nuisance among you. They will be begging, please give me, please give me, please. And so it allowed that the corporate goodness of God would be spread to everyone, not just to a few. And so in this year, God is going to bring forth that blessing. And, and, and it also allowed that somebody was not just accumulating by themselves, but that, you know, even those, everybody had their share. Remember, I said the counting started after Joshua had finished distributing the land. Everybody had a share. And I hear God saying, you will possess your possession. You will get your possession. That which is yours, you will get it in the name of Jesus. That job is yours, you will get it. That, that, that husband is yours, you will get it. That baby is yours, you will get it. That job is yours, I said, you will get it. You know, you will get it. That scholarship is yours, where are you? You will get it. You will get it, you will get it, you will get it. You will get it. That promotion is yours, you will get it. That soul that you're trying to win, you will get it. Why you will possess your possession? You will possess your possession. The thing that belongs to you, you will get it. Nobody will accumulate it for you. You will get it yourself. You know, and when I was, when I heard this, I started to pray. I've got a young brother who's been struggling just to get a breakthrough. And I started to pray for him. And, and now in the space of two weeks, in the last two weeks, he's been, he's been asked. The one time, first one was, send us back your proposal, which we rejected. We've got a PhD and we're considering you. They rejected him some time ago. He got frustrated. Every time I was told, he says, I'm just frustrated. They don't respond. They don't do anything. They just take my proposal and they are quiet and then they give me a rejection. I was frustrated. So when we began to pray to say, God, there's a place where we need to recover our position. There's a place where we need to get that which belongs to us. Now the same people who had rejected him said, send us your proposal. The other person now has said, come and do a PhD with me. And today, this, 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 this afternoon, he sends me a message and says, you know, they wanted me to pay some ridiculous amount of money in runs. And now they've given me 75% scholarship on that. All I have to pay is what is my medical aid. I said, praise God. Why? Because it is a year that you're possessing your possession. It is a year. And I want to speak it to somebody. It is a year that you will possess your possession. That which is yours, you will get it. Hallelujah. And so, and so God talks about upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And Jacob shall possess his inheritance. In the year of Jubilee, Jacob possessed his inheritance. Why? Because every man returned to that which is his. Where they had pushed you out, you're going to go back and... Ah, do I have a believer in the house? Oh, where they had pushed you out, you're going to go and collect it. Where they were saying that this one is no longer yours, you're going to go in. If I were you, 
I, I, would, I would do something like I'm going to collect it. <laughs> I don't know who's prophetic in the house, but there's something that you must go and collect again because it is yours. Another Hebrew term, another Hebrew term is, is, is which talked about possessing your inheritance, getting back your inheritance, is Yarash Nakala. And, and, and it's, it's, it, to Yarash is not just only to go and, and, and it's you go and you, you grab it. Because it is yours. It's an inheritance. You don't go and beg for your inheritance. You go and collect your inheritance. You go and, you, you go and collect it. This is why when Jacob was, was tricking his father to get the inheritance of Esau, he does not go in, in he goes like he is Esau. He talks like he is Esau. Even when his father says something does not feel right, says, it is me, dad. Why? Because he knows an inheritance is... I don't know, you, somebody's not prophetic. An inheritance is... Number two, those that have ears, and the <laughs> let them hear. Number two, it was a year where it, where it would render impossible for anyone to be born and to stay in absolute poverty. Since everybody had inherit, hereditary land. You see, so if your, if your parent, I want you need you to understand this. If your parent had given his land away, in the year of Jubilee, you could go and say, this land was of my father. Because it is a year of Jubilee, I want it back. Because it would happen. Amen. For example, say your father was working in his field. Somebody comes along and while he's doing his hoeing, he hits the person on the head and the person dies. And now he has to repay because he's killed someone. Sometimes the people would say, well, you can't give us our human being back. So give us your land and you would lose land. But when you have lost that land, your father has lost it. You who was born after him could come back and say, this land belonged to my father. I need it back. And in the year of Jubilee, whoever had taken your father's land had, had, was supposed to give you back. Why? Because it is a Jubilee year. It may not have happened in the other Sabbath years, but in this year, this 50th year, it had to come back. Whatever they had taken from your generation that is gone by, whatever had been taken from your ancestors, you are going to collect back because it is yours in the name of Jesus. I speak into your life. Things that you have lost because of your ancestry, you are going to recover in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes some of the names that we have, we don't even know how they came to be. And those names are bringing all all kinds of havoc in our lives. I declare and pronounce today because it is a jubilee year. The power of that name will no longer work on you because it is a year for you to recover that which was yours. The status you had lost, you're getting it back. The place you had lost, you're getting it back in the name of Jesus. What is yours is yours. And this year, we must arise to collect it. So it's allowed. That nobody would end up in poverty. And poverty shall not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Poverty is broken from your life. Struggle. We want to break struggle. This is the year that struggle is broken. And I want you to pray to say, whatever I struggled for in the past, no more. Affliction shall not come a second time. No more. 
Whatever I've struggled with in the past, whatever I've, I've had difficulties with in the past, today, tonight, I declare that Father, no more in the name of Jesus. I need, we, we need somebody who's going to take their place and take hold of their possession because it is a year for you to possess the blessing of God. You must possess which is yours. And Jesus has died on the cross that we might possess the blessings of Abraham. We are now the children of the Most High God. And we must possess that God wants for us. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 10 to 15. This is what the Lord says. He says, you know, I know the plans that I have for you. Verse 11. And they are plans to prosper you. In the year of Jubilee, this scripture comes to pass. His plan to prosper you kicks in in the name of Jesus. There are plans to give you a hope. There are plans to give you a future. You cannot talk about a hope in the future when you are wallowing in poverty. So poverty must break tonight in the name of Jesus. Poverty mentality must go in the name of Jesus. Beggar mentality must go in the name of Jesus. Living on donation must go in the name of Jesus. Waiting for the neighbor to throw out his sofa must stop tonight in the name of Jesus. You must begin to say, I will buy my own. I will get my own in the name of the Lord Jesus. Waiting for food handout will stop tonight in that you must begin to create food for others why because you're a child of God (laughs) poverty must stop why because the blessing is yours says my plan is for you to have a hope and a future we will not be held ransom by another person but we must begin to say yes it is my promise it is my blessing I walk according to the promise of God I am blessed I'm a child of God It doesn't matter what they are saying. You need to begin to say, I am blessed because I'm a child of God. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. blessed. If you are blessed more than your neighbor, tell them again. So God says, my plan is to prosper you. And in the year, this year, somebody must prosper. Somebody must prosper. I can see everything turning around. Everything turning around, everything turning around for my... And, 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 and John speaking to the lady says, I pray that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. It starts with your mind. And I pray that your mind may begin to prosper so that it can prosper also on the outside. In the name of Jesus. Jesus died so that you can prosper. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to prosper. You will prosper in everything that you do. Your soul must prosper so that the world out there may see. Mr. Spaghetti Monster must know that the children of God are prosperous. Let them go to church with their spaghetti pan on top. But you must show that you are... That's what they do. Oh, you have to go look for Spaghetti Monster Church. They, they go to church. You know those, that colander? You are the one who cooks a lot. That colander where you drain the water. That's what they wear when they go to church. Spaghetti monster, then they eat spaghetti along the way. Those people must know that you're prospering more than spaghetti. If you're only eating spaghetti, you must begin to eat more. If you're only eating jollof rice, you must begin also to eat white rice and brown rice and fried rice and cooked rice and great rice and whatever rice that is there. You must show that you're prospering. Hallelujah. So next time I come to your house, please don't just serve me ordinary food. Save me something that is out of the extraordinary. Why? Because you are prosperous. Say I am a prosperous child of God. 
We need people with the mentality to say, I'm going higher. I'm going up. I'm a child of God. I'm going up. I'm a child of God. I'm a candidate for promotion. I'm a child of God. I'm a candidate for the blessing. I'm a child of God. I can be the mayor of Wagingen. You also can become the mayor of the city. We need people with that mentality. I'm going to change things around. Why? Because I'm prosperous. If things are struggling because you are there, struggle must go because I'm prosperous. In the year of Jubilee, poverty mentality was broken and poverty itself was broken. Your poverty is going to end tonight. Where you have poverty in your soul, I speak richness in the name of Jesus. Where you have poverty in your wallet, I speak money into that in the name of Jesus. Where you have poverty in your brain, I speak good thinking in the name of Jesus. Where you are weak in your understanding, I speak a deep understanding in Jesus' name. Where you have low self-esteem, I speak confidence in the name of Jesus. I uproot your weakness and your failure in a speak success in Jesus' name. Tell yourself I am the expert. I am the best. That is who you are. That is what Jesus did. And that's why he would come back every 50 years to make sure that those that had begun to go down were lifted up again. I see a lifting in the name of Jesus. Number three. Number three says, you know, there were sometimes inequalities that would start to rise within the society. And some people would be on the extreme and some people would be on the other extreme. Some will be living and being able to eat and chew the bones. Some will be waiting for the things that are thrown out of those that have chewed the bones. And God would come to correct that. Those that had been left behind were suddenly moved from the back and brought into the right place. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Those that had, been, that had amassed things that they were not supposed to amass, they were taken away and given to those that had nothing. That was a balance that God was giving. But I'm more concerned about those. I, I, I trust none of you is corrupt. If you are corrupt, the Lord will deliver you in the name of Jesus. But, but it was those that had been left behind that God was more concerned about. Because God wanted to bring them to a place of their own. And so those that have been left behind, those that have begun to go down, I see God lifting you up. There is a lifting up in the name of Jesus. There is a lifting up. There's a lifting up. And so the scripture, the scripture who talk about, who talks about, about, about us, you know, God having a plan to prosper us, to give us a future, to give us a hope. Your hope is revived again in the name of Jesus. But then there was also something that would happen. You see, when people are left behind, it leaves them vulnerable. I was thinking and I was praying about it and I was saying, why did Africa become the one that they colonized and the one that they continued to exploit? It was because the people were lagging behind and suddenly because of poverty, they were vulnerable to abuse. And even now, we, have, we continue to be abused no longer by Europe and, and by America or by China, but by our very selves. Why? Because there are some who are in the extreme end of having. And there are those that are in the low end of having nothing. And these in the low end are easy to exploit. They are easy to abuse. They are easy to manipulate. I was just thinking the other day, give you an example of my own country. They said there was a million men march. One million people marching to celebrate and say Mugabe is our leader. He should rule from the grave. An old man who has ruined the country. 
that was once called the bread basket is now a basket case. And one million people are going to rally for him. And all these million people have no money to get back home after they've celebrated him. You see, the poor get manipulated and they continue to be manipulated. And I pray that none of you here will be in the poor end where you will be manipulated. I pray that you will not be in the place where you'll be vulnerable for abuse, but God will give you a place where you will stand on your feet in the name of Jesus. Even in a foreign land, even in a land that is your own, you need to stand on your two feet and not be abused and manipulated by anyone. And so in the Jubilee year, God came to change and take away those extremes. This is why you will not find an Israelite who is easily abused and, and, or, and ruled by another. Have you ever seen, if you go right now to the Middle East, there are places which are in ruins all over. But Israel, you were there. Israel has very few places that are in ruins. Even the ones that Hezbollah is bombing are quickly brought up again. Why? Because the people of God are blessed and the people of God continue to stand. The other day, some guy from Hezbollah said, we are firing. We know our coordinates are right, but the bomb seems to hit off target. Why? Because the people of the Lord are blessed. You are a child of God. The blood of Jesus works for you. It speaks for you. It must ensure that you are not caught up in the extreme. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to someone? You need to come out of the place of manipulation and abuse and vulnerability and come to the place of your own. So in the Jubilee year, God, God ensured that those that were there were brought out of that place and put into their place. And you know what? When you are in that place, you are easy to dominate. You are easy to dominate. You are easy to dominate. You are very easy to dominate. I was looking at the case of Malawi. Now they've allowed gay marriages and now they are going to allow all kinds of other occulting things. They will put them in. Thank God for them 70s and them gabbers. They've stuck their ground. No to gay marriage. Whether you like them or not, these guys have come out of a place where they say, I will not be manipulated. Never a colony again. They failed on other areas, but there's one place in their mind that they are so secure, I will not be manipulated. But the others who are in poverty, they've changed their laws. Put in what they wanted. Madonna said, I'm going to withdraw my aid if you don't do gays. And they did gays so that they could get their aid. Madonna went and saw a pure, beautiful piece of land where millions of people were living. I want that land. They relocated all the poor people there so that she could get it. Why? Because when you are in a place of poverty, you are easy to manipulate. Somebody can dominate over you. In the year of Jubilee, God came to take away dominance in the name of Jesus. Every dominance in your life, I, come, I speak an end to it in Jesus' name. See, there are things sometimes that begin to dominate our lives. Spiritual forces that begin to dominate our lives. Spiritual bondages that begin to dominate our lives. And you begin to wonder, why is my life remaining in this place? Every domineering spirit, I command it to go in the name of Jesus. Some time ago, some, some, some eight or so years ago, we're praying with the sister. And, and while we're praying with the sister, a word of knowledge came through and we started to ask the sister, what is it? Seems like there's something that you're carrying on the back. What is there on your back? And after we discovered there was something that had been there, some rituals that had been done, left some marks on her back. And so whatever she was getting was being taken by the spirit that was domineering. Whatever she was getting 
taken by the spirit that she was domineering. Try to get marriage. The marriage is taken away, left with the baby. Try to do this, it's taken away, left with Something is just domineering you. So she was saying, Pastor, I work very hard, but nothing to show for it. Pastor, I've tried to get my passport, my payment, nothing to show for it. And in the day of the Lord's deliverance, when the Lord decides to break the domineering spirit over you, suddenly her life has changed. Things that could not happen have now happened. And in this year, she was saying, Pastor, I bless the name of the Lord because everything that I've been crying and waiting for, thank you for the word and thank you for the prayer you prayed for me in that year. This year, 2016, God has remembered me. Even that which they said would not happen, even that which I didn't know how it was going to happen, God has remembered me. Not only has the Lord done that, but even for my husband and for my children, God has remembered me. That is the God that we serve when he chooses to break the domineering spirit over your life. Every domineering spirit over your life, I command it to loose its hold over you. I send it away in the name of Jesus. You, you might say, but pastor, I'm not demoposed. Sometimes is just things in the family. Just things in the family. Things in the atmosphere. Things around you that just begin to dominate you. You find yourself doing things that you wonder, how, why am I doing this? Why is this overcome me? You came on fire. The fire is gone. You came with a desire. The passion is gone. Why? Because there's a domineering spirit. I command the domineering spirit to break down and to go in the name of Jesus. Every domineering spirit in your family. You see, sometimes some of us are just struggling because it is something in the family that you will struggle. And so because you are called by that name, struggle continues to go with you. Everywhere you go, there's a label written struggle. So when you are not supposed to struggle, you struggle because the label is struggle. I cut off that label in the name of Jesus. Everything that dominates your life, you wonder people just don't like you. Somebody will say, I don't know, people just don't like me. Say, what, but what have you done? I don't know, they just don't like me. Every I don't like you spirit will go in the name of Jesus. You must be free. It's a jubilee year. From today, they will begin to like you. They will begin to look for you. They will want to speak to you. They will want to just spend company with you. See, when I, was, when I was just a young man, I realized this thing, that sometimes some of us, you know, I was a serious young man. <laughs> and people just had the serious pride. And I said, God, you need to, to help me that people will be able to, to like me as well. I, let me have a pleasant character. I'd read, I'd read the book of Daniel. Let me have a pleasant character. And it was in those days that even her came to me one time and says, I just enjoy your company. Hey, you know, it's a testimony. To say, God, where you brought me from to where I am now, our hope is there in the name of Jesus. Everything that is dominating your life, laziness just dominates your life. You have all kinds of good plans, but nothing to show for it. From today, your plans shall begin to go forward in the name of Jesus. God must arise for you. God must arise for you. And it is a year where you will arise. Amen. Amen. And so Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 11 says, But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior, so my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. I declare your persecutors will stumble and they will not prevail against you. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced and, they, and their dishonor will never be forgotten. 
you will live to tell of 2016. You know, the testimony I was telling you of my young brother, I know he will live to tell of 2016. Because he, he was in a place where he says, it seems I am left behind. I remember I come having a conversation with him one day when he says, you know, I also want to get married. I said, I understand you, young man. Because, yes, you have a girlfriend, and if you don't marry her soon, she might go. I think this brother is not serious. He says, but I'm not, I'm serious. I'm as serious as anything. But nothing is working for me. And now... Things are working. So I asked him today when he told me the news, what did she say? And said, she's very happy. And I said, you have hope, young man. You have hope, young man. Why? Because that which has been dominating your life is broken. And you know what? While I was praying to say, God, you need to remember my brothers. You need to remember. My mother then started to tell me a story of something that happened when they just got married. And says, you know, when we got married, Somebody who was in charge of the gifts that were supposed to come to us just collected them and disappeared. Those gifts disappeared. They just disappeared. And you know what? Ever since those things disappeared, the same people, they seem to be at competition with us. And, and I, I just said, okay, thank you very much for telling me. I know what to do with that information. We went to prayer. Every altar in the name of Jesus that has taken our prosperity, I command it to go. And in the year of Jubilee, altars like that must go. I don't know what altars you have. I don't know what you may need to seek in your own family. But altars like that must go. There must be a breakthrough. We're praying with another couple to say, what is happening? We're trying to pray for you to get a baby and things don't seem. Why can't we pray with you? And then things started. God just started to make things show up. So that we could be able to know what we are dealing with. And I know the altars must shall break. And they shall be the altar of the Lord Jehovah God established. Any altar that is against you. Every ordinance that is against you. That has been dominating your life. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. Say Jesus has nailed it to the cross. He has broken the ordinance that was against you. The legal mandate that was there to torment your life. Jesus has destroyed it. And by the blood of Jesus he has wiped it away. Today. You need to activate the wiping away of the blood of Jesus. You shall not be dominated. You shall dominate. Tell your neighbor, I will dominate. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Number four, slavery. It was a year to do away with slavery. If you read that Leviticus chapter 25 verse 54, it says, you know, I mean, after all the ways God had been talking about from verse 8 all the way to verse 53 about how people should be free, go back to their own possession, take back their own land. He gets to verse 54 and says, even if someone is not redeemed in any of these ways, there were many ways. If you, it's a long chapter. By the time you go from verse 8 to 53, how many verses is that? detailing how people must be freed, how people can go back to their own land, how you must redeem him and what you must give him when you redeem, how you must give him back his land and what you must also compensate. All. But if somebody is not redeemed in these ways, here is something else you need to hear. This. It says, they and their children are to be released in the year of Jubilee. If you don't give them their land, maybe sometimes, you know, somebody says, if you give me this land, what will I do with it? But this person must not remain a slave. Whether they like it or they don't like it, they must be released. They must go to their own place. They must find 
freedom. Everywhere where you do not have freedom, find your freedom. Some of us are not free. We can't interact with others. I declare freedom over you in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus, I speak the power of his freedom over you in the name of Jesus. Whether you like to be free or not, be free. You know, some people, you have to force them to become free. You can see they are bound. But as for you who are here today, be free in the name of Jesus. You need to be free. So he says, release them. Slave, no one should remain a slave. No one should remain a slave. We were praying on Sunday and she gave us 15 entry points or what? 14 entry points on how you can become a slave. Today, I open the gates of your slavery so that you may go out in the name of Jesus. Go out. Don't stay there. Go out. Refuse to be a slave anymore. Refuse to stay in bondage anymore. It is a choice that you also must make. And this is also a choice that I make as your pastor today. To say, go free in the name of Jesus. Out of your slavery in the name of Jesus. No one should be a slave. God would say, after all these ways I've given you, even if they are not applicable here, there is one that applies to you. If the altar does not apply to you, there is one you must not remain a slave. You must not remain enslaved. You must not remain in bondage. And, and, and so he says, release the person. And so Jeremiah, just Jeremiah 29, verse 14 says, you will call on me and I will be found by you. And he says, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I'll bring you back from your captivity. Sometimes we are bound by things that are strong. But can the captives of the mighty be taken away? The answer is Yes. They will be taken away. Why? Because your God is stronger. He is mightier. And he has declared that your captivity will end. I declare captivity will end for you in the name of Jesus. Where you thought it was not possible, I tell you it is possible. Tell your neighbor it's possible. When you thought your PhD was not going to end, I declare it will end. When you thought you were going to go home without it, I declare you'll go home with it. When you thought your singlehood was not going to end, it will end. I said your singlehood will end. Captivity will end. Why? Because God has declared that I will bring you back out of your captivity and bring you to a place of your own. It's in the year of Jubilee. Number five. Number five is we talked about giving people a fresh opportunity. The year of Jubilee gave people fresh opportunity. Opportunity for those who had been reduced by adverse circumstances. God was giving them a fresh opportunity. Those that needed a second chance, God was giving them a second chance. Those that needed to rise up again, that had fallen, the year of Jubilee gave them a chance to rise again. Oh, I see somebody rising again. From the place where you had fallen, you are rising again. It's an opportunity. You have a second chance. The marriage has not gone well, but in this year of Jubilee, you have a second chance. Oh, I don't know. He's a God of a second chance. 
He's a God of a second chance. Where, where they're not, he's a God of a second chance. It is a year of a fresh opportunity. It is a fresh opportunity. It is a fresh opportunity, a new beginning. And so in Isaiah 43, he says, Behold, I do a new thing. Verse 18, Behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not perceive it? It's a year of a new thing. For somebody, it is a year of a new thing. It is a year of a new thing, a year of new beginnings. You need to hold on to your opportunity. Don't lose your opportunity in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is a year for a fresh start. Say, yeah, it may not have worked before, but it can work now because it is a year of a fresh start. It may not have gone right before, but now there is an opportunity for it to go right in the name of Jesus. It's a year of a fresh start. And, and I want to, to give you the last one, and then we will pray. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. He says, you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, but God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness or the legal ordinance that was against us, which stood against us and condemned us. Every condemnation against your life, Jesus has canceled it. And I declare it over you canceled in the name of Jesus. And, and he goes on and says, and he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. You see, the, the year of Jubilee was a year which was allowed to rectify everything that had gone out of order. Every disorder in your life, I speak order to it in the name of Jesus. Everything that has now become scattered, I pray that it will be gathered again. Everything that had become wayward, I pray that it will become straight again. In the year of Jubilee, God rectified order. He brought order again into your system. Everything that is out of order in your body, in your health, I declare it to come back into right system. Everything that is not functioning properly, the year of Jubilee brought back the right function. So when things had been moved, they were brought back into the opposition. I declare you will come back into position in the name of you. Where you were losing bearings, I declare you will become firm in your bearings in the name of Jesus. It is a year to regain your possession, to regain your bearings. It is a year where God would make sure that there was a preservation of the way things were supposed to be. How he sees them. How God sees them. How God sees you. See, because over the years, the devil comes in and erodes the way we view ourselves. And we begin not to see the, ourselves the way God sees us. We begin not to view things the way God sees them. But in this year, we must come back to the place to view the way that is God sees them. Hallelujah. Oh, we must view things the way that God sees them. I just want you to stand and begin to pray. I don't know what, you, what, is, what, what touches you the most of these things, but whatever it is, I want you to begin to pray for it right now. Begin to cry to the Lord to say, Father, let, let there be jubilee for me. Let there be jubilee for me. Maybe it's restoration. Maybe it's breaking free from slavery. Maybe it's breaking out of bondage. Maybe it's, it's God changing your mindset. Maybe it's God changing and taking you out of the place where you are. Maybe it's for a new beginning. Maybe it's for a new beginning. Maybe it's for, for a fresh start. Whatever it is, I just want you to 
begin to call on the name of the Lord right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Eremo sandara bakahaya riboko sheke mandara basitelebeka yandara bashaka murebo sanda maybe it is oppression that must be broken from your life maybe it's that oppression that must be broken from your life you need to just cry out to the lord tonight and say father take me out of oppression take the dominance break the dominance from my life in the name of the lord jesus scatter the warriors scatter my persecutors let them stumble let them fall to disgrace in the name of the lord jesus those that been dominate dominating my life oh god may they no longer have power over my life in the name of the lord jesus mary kota Iremo sande rebeka yanda raba shata Maroko sindele rebeka yanda raba sinde rebeka yanda riyama sandoro bo sheketa Riyamo nondoro bo shekende riyama sanda raba kayenda raba sanda In the name of the Lord Jesus Masandolo roboko sinde rebeka Riyamandoro bo shekende rebeka yanda raba sande rebeka yanda Riyamo nondoro bo sinde rebeka yanda raba sandoro bo sheketa In the name of the Lord Jesus My God I pray Masande rebeka in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to pray after me and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, cause me to recover everything that has been taken away. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Ask the Lord to, to help you to recover. Pray, Lord, I must recover it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever you have lost, pray. If you know what you have lost by name, specifically mention it. If you know what you have lost, specifically mention it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let it be restored to you. Let it be restored to you, that which you have lost. If you know it specifically, mention it to the Lord. My Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Masandorobotse. In the Rebecca Yananda Riyama Sondo Roboshe Riyamonondo Roboko Yenanda Rarabha Shande Rebeketa In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, I pray. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to pray and say, Father, break every oppression and dominance in my life. 
anything that has been oppressing me and dominating my life, Lord, I pray that you break it away from me. Cause me to be a dominator. Cause me to rule. Jesus, when God made us, he said, rule and dominate over the earth and over the beds and over the fish, over everything. We are called to be rulers. We are made to be rulers. Father, Lord Jehovah, anything that has now started to dominate over my life, poverty and lacking and all kinds of wickedness, Lord, I reject that dominance in the name of the Lord Jesus, my God. I declare, Lord God, that Father, Lord Jesus, my God, every weapon formed against me will not prevail. My God, I refute every tongue that accuses me. My God, and I declare my heritage in the name of the Lord Jesus. My Father, I pray every burden, O Lord Jehovah, over my neck, every burden over the neck of your people, let it be lifted in the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, let the yoke of bondage be broken. Let the yoke of bondage be broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray that slavery must go. Reject slavery from your life. Any form of slavery, physical slavery, mental slavery, depression and oppression and suppression, all those things are slaveries that come over our lives. Dead slavery, declare it ended tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Emotional slavery. My God, I pray, I break it in the name of Jesus Makaso tolo robo shekata muramo nandere beko seke manandere mahaya ere masandere beka riamo nondorobo shikaya nandara basanda riebo sanda riamo nondorobo shikaria rara basanda riarara basanda riemo nondorobo shikerere beka yanda riemo nondorobo shikaya manandaria bakanandaria bosanda every injustice over your life every injustice over your life Every negative judgment over your life, I cancel it, I nullify it by the blood of Jesus. I wash it away by the blood of Jesus. I put an end to slavery. I put an end to any form of slavery, any form of slavery over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my Lord, intellectual slavery, bondage slavery, God, spiritual slavery, physical slavery, emotional slavery, I command an end to it tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Makasata. Lord, give me rest on every side. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to pray and say, Father, let me possess my possession. 
You know, we, we've prayed that you must recover, but you know you also must be able to possess it. Let me take hold of my heritage. Let me take hold of my heritage. And I want you to be specific of the heritage that you want. I don't know. Some of you need jobs. Some of you need scholarships. Some of you need breakthroughs in your finances. Some of you need marriages. Some of you need children. Some of you need to finish projects, to finish whatever assignments that you have. Some of you need to break out of debt. Uh, whatever it is, I want you to say, Father, let me take hold of my heritage. Some of you need peace in your home. You need peace in your home. Lord, let me take my heritage. Let me have that peace. Some of you need health. Your health is not doing well. It's troubling you. In this year, let your health be well. Let your health be well. I pray that you may prosper and be in good health. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Rakande Lebeko Sindariya 